This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives. In this episode, we're talking about ditching diets and body image. This is a trigger warning for anyone who's had experience with this or may have uncomfortable feelings around these issues. Welcome, welcome to the Mindful and the Messy. I'm Sarah, right? That's right. Yeah. You are Sarah. <laughs> Am I? Yes, and I'm Roxy, I swear. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. Welcome to the Mindful and the Messy. I'm Sarah. And I'm Roxy. And today our topic for the day is body love and ditching diets. Yes, this is a big one, I think, for most people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, probably a lot of women, especially and men too, I can't really talk to men's experiences or other people's experiences. But I know as a woman, it's definitely been in my frame of mind, it's been in front of my face for a long time. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think this is something that even even being a kid or like a young teen I think I've been I think it it comes to that stage where you're aware of your own body and and Mm -hmm. uh critical of your body and especially as a teen when things start to change and you go through puberty and I feel like um people who struggle with body image it can stem from yeah being like from quite a young age and yeah, if you don't kind of um, do the work, it can be super damaging. Like it's something that it's a it's a big progress, like a big process. It takes a lot of time. Um, but, yeah, it can stem from when you're quite young, I reckon. Yeah. And, I mean, for me personally, I was five years old. Oh I know gosh. for a fact when I started um, thinking I was fat and that's, I have my mom actually like wanted me to go to the doctor because she thought, why is this little girl already so concerned about Mm. her body weight? And so I can't ever remember a time like since then I've done a lot of healing, but it's been a long time that that was in my, in my mind and on the forefront of what I thought about myself centering it around my body. And is it good enough? Yeah, wow, that's that's so crazy. And that's what I mean, like from from a young age, what triggers us to look at our bodies as something that needs perfecting or something that mm-hmm. is not good enough? Like what gets into our minds at these young ages? Is it I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's by the way that adults talk to us as children that that triggers off different ways of us looking at our body? Is it the things that we see in the magazines and the newspapers that subconsciously we're looking at them like we don't look like that? Or I don't know. I feel like there's probably a lot of things that (laughs) accumulate for it. But, yeah, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, sir? Well, I've talked to my mom Mm. a lot about it because she – she is, like, very confident in a way, but she also has always – struggled with her body body image as well I would say Mm. um and her and I have had lengthy conversations because I'm sure there were moments and I can remember some of her just talking about her own body 
or exercising, needing to exercise, things like that. So I'm sure part of it can be picking up on what your parents are saying or what other women in your life are saying and thinking that's the same for you or you need to feel that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's a combination of that. And then the other things you said as well, like definitely in the media, like we're, we've been pretty bombarded with it and probably, you know, our generation, I'm sure it's been going on for a long time, but we've just had so much access to media in many different ways that I'm sure that's been pushed through to us. I mean, even like watching the Disney princesses, I guess they all look very specific cartoon body type, right? Mm. Maybe that's part of it. And yeah, if other people are also dealing with it at a young age, maybe they say things to their friends who are younger as well. And I think it can be a clusterfuck of things. (laughs) A huge ball tangled up of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what you just said about us having more access to to things like nowadays with social media. I wonder how it's going to affect the younger generations now who have access to Instagram and TikTok and whatever else at like really young ages, whereas you and I both wouldn't have obviously had any of that at say like seven years old. And I wonder how that is going to affect their sense of body image. Is it going to be better or worse? Because Um, Mm -hmm. I did just do a poll on Instagram about saying, asking people, um, do you think overall that social media has helped or hindered your sense of body image? And most people said hindered. And I would have to agree. Um, But I do think there is definitely more accounts and more people who are being real about their body and, and really having really positive body image affirmations and showing girls and boys that like everyone looks different. And especially on Instagram, it's your highlight reel. So showing the real sides, you know, behind photos and that everyone has roles and everyone looks crap when they wake up in the morning and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's super important, but I wonder, I wonder what is like the overall feeling of people when they go on social media, do they feel better or worse about their body? I know for sure if I just, if I'm just scrolling on social media, I have to really catch myself and, and make sure that I'm not then comparing myself to other women that I see on social media, because it can be so easy to do. And it's, it just doesn't help anybody really. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. And the poll speaks to it a lot. Like I answered the poll as well when I saw it. And my first instinct was, that it hinders my body image. Mm -hmm. And that's what I selected because you're right. I do the same thing. I can very easily get in this mode of comparing and probably most people can if they're scrolling through. Um, But you're also right that there are more of these accounts. And I say I'm seeing more of that and having more of that in my feed as well. But I don't know. I mean, the overall feeling still seems to be that it hinders and that there is this level of comparison. And I guess it really depends on what you're focusing on and taking in and filtering into your feed. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine that it could have probably a worse effect, I would think. And the 
the generation now with the extra level of it, all the other apps, like you said. And I imagine it's still quite a pervasive issue and like will still go deep. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I think um, really registering who you follow on social media and if you feel triggered by it, like if you follow some chick on Instagram and you get triggered by her photos, it's okay to unfollow them. It doesn't have to be from like a personal place, like you don't like that person. It can be from like a place of real self-care, like it's it's triggering for me to see these images, therefore I'm going to do what I need to do, which is not follow you so I don't have to see these photos because it's not helping my mental health and it's not helping my body image. So I think, you know, looking through your feed and if you're coming across these things that make you feel really bad about yourself and comparing your body to these other people, considering unfollowing them and looking at other accounts that make you feel really empowered and good about your body is um, maybe a good step forward to trying to get out that kind of cycle. Yeah, I think so. And I could probably even do that and do a, a feed audit. Yeah. Me too. I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm like, girl, you need to take your own advice. <laughs> That's why we chat through this stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you want to dive into what, what is your experience has been with, with body image? I know you said it started from a young age. Five years old, that's kind of my first memory of it being a thing in my life. Mm. Um, And then there's little, you know, incidents, people's comments that are in my head still that I can remember people saying. Mm. Um, But yeah, since that young age, I just really, if I'm being honest, I hated my body. I hated what I looked like. And I really struggled with trying to be perfect all around. So I think I just wanted a, I thought my body wasn't good enough and that that made me as a person not good enough. Um, And when you mentioned high school at the beginning or being a teenager, Mm -hmm. that's definitely when it got, I'd say it went even deeper at that point. Um, Yeah, I I started going on diets in high school. Mm -hmm. So... I started going on Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to the, um, like, to the meetings or anything, but I started following the point system, like, to a T. And I was quite young, and I was obviously, I was maybe, like, 13 or 14 and doing, like, the lowest amount of points you could do, um, which isn't a a lot of food. Mm. And also, I was starting to drink when I was in high school. So a lot of the time, I would save my points for alcohol. So basically, just not eating and then drinking a ton of alcohol, which isn't a good idea and mm-hmm. isn't great for your body or your mind or anything. Yeah. Um, so I always was thinking, yeah, I need to lose more weight, definitely through high school. And university, it carried on. And my first semester of university I went through you know my first big breakup with my high school boyfriend um and I just really like didn't eat that much the first semester I kind of was limiting my food and I don't know whether it was a form of control uh probably I think that's definitely been a theme as well but yeah I just 
that's when I think I sort of started to see more like disordered eating, you know, like I buy one wrap at the cafeteria and I would have that all day. And like, I think it, I felt like things were out of control and it, I felt not good enough going through this breakup and it, all these deep issues that I'd had since I was a kid around my body. It was like when I couldn't control anything else Mm. or everything else seemed chaotic. It was like, I can control my body. I can control the way I look and that will make me better. And that will make my life better. Mm. Uh, So university was, it was off and on and I didn't talk to anyone about it in university or any time before that, you know, I hardly, I didn't talk about these, the way I was feeling. And I remember I wrote fat on my mirror. So every time I looked in the mirror, um, I would see that. So I would eat less. And I told people it meant it was an acronym for something because I was like, I was ashamed of my shame, yes. <laughs> you know, and want people to know this is what I'm is going through my head. Because part of me feel felt guilty, like knowing it wasn't right, I guess. Um, yeah, and then, like in universities, when I started throwing up my food and doing that as a way to control. And there was one point I remember, it was like I felt so depressed, and I did not feel great, and nothing in my life felt right. And that's when I was at my skinniest, you know, mm-hmm. is when I was doing all of this. And I always thought, oh, just a little bit more, just a little bit more, and then I'll be happy. Then I'll be good enough. Then it will be okay. Then everything will fall into place. Um, And the summer after I finished university is the first time that it, well, is the the lowest it got when I was like steadily throwing up my food and um yeah like really stuck in it and I had to go through that and hit a rock bottom for me to realize I needed to rebuild so I yeah I did hit my rock bottom and then it was like okay I obviously like have no love towards myself (laughs) right now where I'm at so I need to try and do something because I'm I have nowhere else to go right now like I'm I'm at my lowest low, right? What am I going to do? I have to go up. Like, I can't go further down. Um, and for me, that was like ending up in the hospital. So anyway, I, from that moment on, decided I was going to try and turn a new page. Um, and so I, actually, nature is a huge part. Maybe that's one of the biggest things that pulled me out. That's why I'm so passionate about it. I just started going for walks in the forest and that was a really healing time for me because I started to see how nature is all interconnected and started to see myself as part of that, as part of nature. And like that made me realize I am this part of something beautiful and I can't not be enough. I must be enough if I'm part of this whole magnificent web. Um, so that's really when a lot of my healing started to happen. I still had a lot of issues mentally around food, but I was much better at not allowing myself to go down these roots of control. Um, and yeah, I definitely like continued to struggle, like trying to control what I ate and how much I ate. 
Um, and yeah, that's since then it's been like more and more healing a little bit more and more. Um, and I'd say I'm in like a much better place now. I'm pretty proud of how far I've come because I, I try not to control my food at all anymore. And I'm much more about just listening to my body. Um, and you know, it's, it's never ending. Like I keep, I'm uncovering different layers of it and different things that cover it up. Uh, so there's still bits and pieces there, but I've definitely done a lot of the work and I think it is an ongoing process and something I'll continue to go through and heal from and learn from. Wow. That's incredible. Well, I'll just say I'm super proud of you. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. (laughs) That's look, that's a lot. And it just, it, to be honest, it makes me really sad when I hear about people who have struggled for like their whole lives with something like this, especially from someone who's so young to have struggled with something like this and and for people to feel like they're not enough. I mean, yeah, it just, it honestly breaks my heart. And so I love that you, like nature was something that really helped you. Yeah. That's so lovely. I love that because I'm I'm sure for for every person who who goes through a similar journey to yourself, there will be a point where they hopefully will be like, you know, enough, enough is enough. I need to go. Like you said, I can't go. There is no further way down. Like I have to yeah. go up. Basically, it's like survival instinct kicks in. It's like you don't want to die. You have to go up, mm-hmm. pretty much. And mm-hmm. it might sound a bit morbid, but it's a reality of what some you know, scenarios can be like. So it's like a real, you have to go up. And to hear that nature was really healing for you is awesome because, yeah, for, as I said, different people will be different things. Um, so what are what are some other things, Sarah, that you do that um, if you're in a bad spot, what's something that maybe you've learned to, to bring you back up? I think something I'm learning right now mm. is – to allow myself to feel what I'm feeling about it yes and that's been a very very recent discovery as in the past week oh perfect (laughs) I think one of the things that I did (laughs) is when after I hit this rock bottom and Mm -hmm. started rebuilding is that I got so invested in that rebuilding that I've kind of used it as a tool to actually hide and ignore the feelings that I have (laughs) you're nodding so yeah I I can just I feel like we've spoken about this before of like not using your own tools of um whatever it is like self-care or whatever to then like hinder what you're actually trying to do like it just it ends up kind of backfiring but I think also that kind of um I love that you said that you're you're letting yourself feel what you're feeling before you decide to do whatever it is to to get through what you're feeling because I feel like it kind of reminds me of the whole spiritual bypassing thing where people are like totally shun anger or sadness mm-hmm. or all these big emotions and they are big emotions but like try to be like oh you shouldn't you should just be happy all the time and you should just try and get through it. It's like, I think it's really important. Like you said, if you're in that space to not ignore it or, you know, all these other kinds of things, because again, you're not actually facing the issue if you're just pretending all the time. So I, I like that you, 
I like that you said that. And there's been, there's distinct moments when, you know, I do a little bit more work, like even I got pneumonia in January. And so I couldn't physically do anything. And that is what another time realized, okay, like, why am I really feeling so upset that I can't do anything that I can't do yoga, I can't go for walks. um, I can't journal, like I can't do anything because I feel so sick. And then you realize it's another layer of it. Like, I'm worried about not doing anything because I still have this fear that it's going to like negatively affect my body and I'll get fat if you go to the root of it, right? And that might not be me per se feeling that, but like the five-year-old me Mm. (laughs) who feels like that's the marker of how good she is. So it always, there's always more to uncover with it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think my journey with body image has it's been different to yours. Um, so someone very close to me had a similar experience to yours. So um, yeah, she had an eating disorder for about seven years, and I, as I grew up, I saw this person really struggling with body image and eating and a relationship with food. And being at quite a young age, seeing somebody that you really care about go through that really, I think, had an impact on me because I decided to almost be the complete opposite. So I really made sure that I was eating enough and I and I wasn't saying these things that I heard her saying that were really not like they were mean about her own body. So I was trying really mm-hmm. hard to kind of not do these things. Um and so in a way it was kind of kind of good I suppose from my perspective because I was trying really hard not to be like this because I could see how clearly how how damaging that was but let me just say that's not to say that I haven't struggled with body image I feel like most people have it's just come in a different way I suppose so I grew up in a household full of women and I think thing I struggled with was hearing them talk badly about their own bodies and and thinking that that is the way that you're like that is okay to speak about your body like that and to think about your body like that like oh I've just got flab here or I've got fat here or like all these things like picking apart your body um Mm -hmm. and I also remember always being told that I was really skinny like I was skinny as a kid or as a teen and that that was an ideal that they wanted and like glorified my body in this way. And it made me feel really uncomfortable sometimes. And also really more uncomfortable knowing that they really wanted that. Whereas I, do you know what I mean? Like it just felt, it just felt weird. I was like, I know that this isn't coming from a healthy place of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was a, it, yeah, it was an interesting way of looking at my body. Um, I think the things that I think the things that have helped me with my body image is looking at my body as something that can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. So I think what also really helped me was I've been doing Taekwondo, so a Korean martial arts since I was 14. So a, a lot of my life, 10 years now, and through doing that, there is no emphasis on your body 
and how it looks, you're wearing the same uniform, so you can't see the shape of you. And it's really emphasis on how, what amazing things your body can do. It can make you run and jump and kick and spin and, and do all these really cool things. And I think that's kind of the way I looked at my body as something that was powering me through life. And, and in order for me to want to do all these things, I had to learn how to give my body the right energy that it needed. And so I guess I just tried to look at my body as something that was was helping me so I wanted to help it kind of thing like um so I think that was something that's definitely helped me but I know things that still trigger me to be like not good enough or this whole skinny enough thing I know it's funny how (laughs) I was just gonna say I think it's funny how the different ideal body types have changed throughout time so Mm -hmm. when I was a teen being skinny was like the it thing. Do you remember thigh gaps? Like having a thigh yeah. gap and being skinny as was like the thing. And like now I feel like probably because of the Kardashians, it's like having a big ass and I don't know, whatever, curvy and stuff like that is more of a thing on one yeah. hand. Like interesting, interesting how, how much it changes. Um but yeah, I think being, as I was saying, I think being on social media sometimes for me can be really triggering. And so I have to watch myself to make sure that I'm not comparing myself to these complete strangers who I have no idea who they are. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a big process. Yeah. And I think what you said there about appreciating what your body can do and really how magnificent it is, mm. that's definitely been something that's helped me too. Um just like being grateful for all the different things that your body enables you to do. Mm. That is really healing. And uh, I also thought of, I did a question asking people, like if you had one piece of body wisdom to give, what would you give? Oh yeah. There were two that I wanted to share because they're awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly look at it. Mm-hmm. So the first one was give it love in all ways. And it's so incredibly intelligent if you allow it to be heard. And I love that because I think that's another thing that helped me is seeing my body as this intelligent, wise entity that, you know, you're not going to talk down to something that's so wise. You want to build it up. You want to listen to what it has to say. And again, going back to nature. For me, I like to look at it as my body is all these elements, right? It is the earth in form. It's water. It's mm. My it bones is. are minerals, yeah. you know, the fire, your digestion, um, the air you breathe, like your body is made up of all these elements. And so there's a wisdom there. And if you tune in, you can, it can really show you the way. And I think that's actually been for me and ditching the diets, it actually happened like almost like in a moment, I just woke up one day and thought, I don't have to control what I eat. I can just listen. It was like this, I don't know, I don't know what the word is. This light bulb came yeah. on. Right? Yeah. Um, and I made a point then of just listening to my body, like eating when I was hungry and like stopping when I was full and but not in the same controlling way, more in an actually like indulging my cravings, mm-hmm. doing all of this. 
since then I've learned from a friend who's a nutritionist that that is intuitive eating. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, but that I think has been super helpful for me in ditching diets and reconnecting with my body in a healthy way. Cause it becomes more of nothing's off limit. Fuck the rules. There are no rules. Yes. It's just you listening mm-hmm. to your inner. I love and that I lo- so much. That's mm-hmm. so good. And, and I was just going to say like, um, I personally have never actually been on a a diet, but I definitely have gone through stages where I've been more aware of what I'm eating and mm-hmm. like I wouldn't call it a diet, but yet yeah, like more like uh, more focused on what I'm eating. And that, to be honest, that was usually surrounding my my fitness. So if I was, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, I don't think like. I guess it's again intuitive eating, but for me, I had to be careful of how, um, like, to not get obsessive about it. So, like, if I was going to the gym more, I wanted to make sure that I was having enough protein in my diet so that it could sustain me to keep doing the exercise I wanted. You know, if I'm going to do exercise, I need to keep fueling my body with the right stuff. Um, But I love this intuitive eating because I also think it's, important not to look at food as bad food like Mm -hmm. or good food it's all just food but it's how you know I think it's really how you listen to your body and that can take a long time to actually tune in as to what it needs Mm -hmm. and what you want in that moment because say for instance like if you're just super bored and you're just mindlessly eating that's obviously not intuitive eating that's just eating because you're bored and we all do it all the time. I definitely, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, definitely do it. But if we're talking about intuitive eating, I think it's so important to take a moment to think about what does your body need and what is it craving and to eat it. It's not yeah. think twice about it, just eat it. And, um, yeah, to get rid of any shame or guilt around it and just to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think that that's also like the time that I feel like I was the most at peace with my body it was during those times mm. when I was eating that way, you know, yeah. just listening to what my body had to say. Yeah, so definitely. I think it's also, it's, it's something, a tool that I use as well. It's like when, if I start to slip back into those modes of control and how am I going to control what I'm eating? It's like, no, I don't need to control. Mm. I just need to listen like yeah. let's go back to listening. Um but yeah, it's it's definitely a journey. Yeah, it's a huge journey and I think there's as you said there's multiple ways that are always getting uncovered. It's like things still pop up for me all the time. I know in summer it can pop up for me a bit more because I live near the ocean and so people are always <laughs> just like pretty much naked. They just like have no clothes yeah. on, <laughs> like very minimal clothes. Um and so like I think as well, like coming into summer and stuff like that, it can be a bit triggering to to not compare yourself to others. But I think it's if you get, if you get to a point where you really you do love your body and you just accept it. If you have that confidence of loving your body and you walk around knowing that you love your body and you're confident about your body and what it can do, that's a beautiful thing. If you see someone walking and they walk with confidence and you know that they're just like not looking at what others are thinking or looking at, you know, at whatever, and they're just doing their thing, it looks amazing. They look beautiful. They're just 
they're just yeah it's radiant yes. it's like a glow completely radiant I think it's good that we've brought up a few things as well as to what helps us um get out of that kind of mentality of really looking down on yourself I think for sure I'm gonna do a little purge on my social media and <laughs> and you know unfollow some accounts that maybe trigger me to not feel so great about myself but I love that also that intuitive eating and and looking at nature as well yeah there was one other uh piece of wisdom that someone shared that yeah. I wanted to yeah. share it was you always look back thinking I looked great 10 years ago five years ago so appreciate it now. And that one made me laugh, but also it is true. You always look back and think, oh, I was it was so much better then. If I could if I could just be like I was at that point. Um but it another thing that is so helpful is to just be in the present moment with your body and try to really practice that with your accepting your body just as it is right now. Because it can go two ways. It's either like, oh, if I just lose X more pounds, then I'll be happy. Or if I was just the weight that I was at this time in my life in my past, I'd be happy. But both of those are taking away from where your body is. And, you know, from my experience, I can assure you that when you are in that space of thinking, if it was only this way or that way, you're not happy with your body, even if in five years you look at that body and think, oh, look how perfect it was then. If you're not present in your body, you're not going to have joy no matter what. So it's better to just like find the things that give you joy right now in your body as it is and and finding the gratitude, like you said, the appreciation. Um, and I think from there is you can really transform it. That's so good. And when you told me that um, before we started the show today, I was just laughing because I was looking at through um, photos on Facebook and one came up when I was like like 15 in Fiji and I was like, oh, my God, look how tiny I was there. And I mm. had that moment where I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tiny. Like, what the hell? And then I caught myself being like, oh, uh, okay, let's not think like that. And as you were just talking then as well, it was like thinking in the present moment and being grateful for your body now and what it can do. And like, if I'm thinking about that, about myself is like, now my body, I love my body because it's strong and I can do all these things and I'm more skilled in my martial arts and, and yoga and all these kind of other stuff. And it's like being so grateful for your body now, because as well, like I look back at some photos and know that when that photo was taken, I was like, self-conscious about it and I look mm-hmm. at that photo now yeah. like why was I self-conscious about my body then like what are you joking so yeah yeah super important to be present as well with your body yeah definitely well do you have anything else to add Sarah about this one I don't think so it's definitely a big one like I feel like we could probably do multiple episodes yeah. about yeah. this topic and dive into different things but yeah I think I think that does cover quite a lot of it and it's a lot to take in as well I know I did a poll and it was um 75 percent of people who had answered last time I looked said they have struggled with body image so it is a huge thing for so many people which we know right we know and uh people listening you know I'm sure there's a lot to unpack even about your own experience so 
it's a big one. <laughs> it is. And I'd be keen to hear um, people listening as to their own experiences or if they would like us to dive into a more specific topic in another episode. I'm sure we would love to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks guys again for listening and we will catch you next episode. Thanks for listening to The Mindful and The Messy. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on Instagram, Roxy Rogan, which is R-O-G-A-N, and Sarah is at Sacred by Sarah. Thanks so much and talk again soon. Oh,